Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Food quality in the United States. Have you ever been to a farmer's market or grocery stores in other countries and noticed that the produce that's laid out on the table looked fresher and more appealing to the eyes? This is an observation I have made ever since moving to the United States. I've always been curious to understand why the produce looked less colorful and not so appealing to the eyes. As I dug into this topic more this week, I discovered some interesting information in regards to the produce that we see in our local grocery stores. Find out more this week on the podcast here. Thank you for listening. As always, please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Hey, dudes. What's your favorite fruit? Fruit? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. Starting out big. Uh, I'm going to say pineapple. Mm. You did like pineapple. I do like pineapple. Did I, I trick know. you? I stumped you there. I did not there. know that. No, I had I no idea. I think I know what you thought I was going to say, right? I thought you were going to say apple. Yeah, because I used to eat them like yeah. constantly. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt to cut pineapple, isn't it? It is. Which way do you cut it? Oh, wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> and Tell me. Uh, well, let's, let's use our words to describe how we cut our pineapples. We're going to use words to describe how we cut it? Yeah, because I mean, then listeners I, need to know how you cut it. So okay. you have to use words to describe it. Okay, so I cut off the top. The head of the pineapple. Right. Uh-huh. And then I cut it like in like lengthwise. Wait. And then... So you cut the head off. Do you <laughs> tilt the pineapple or do you keep it there? So is this pick on Michelle? No, no, I, no. I, I I'm just wondering. <laughs> There's no right way or wrong way. Well, maybe I, there is. but Well, and then I think I just kind of cut it out of there. So I'm. can you tell, like, I don't always cut my own pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you one of those that just buy the pre-cut pre-cut pineapples I, I sometimes by fa- some- by paying three extra dollars to buy the pineapple well you know what i buy more often than not what, is the frozen, frozen. Yeah. yeah i do i cheat yeah. i cheat um but sometimes i cut it it depends when mm-hmm. i yeah but yeah so then i'll cut it and i'll cut it again and then i'll like scoop out and then i cut the middle part out so how do you take the skin of the pineapple off like i kind of cut it out it's it's how do you it's a complicated out? way. I don't know. This is where we need a video. Yeah, I am so uh-huh. confused as to how you cut the pineapple. Yeah, wrong. I told you that from the start. So how I do it, right? Uh-huh. Is I cut the <laughs> I cut the head. Uh-huh. I cut the tail or like the bottom. Uh huh. I stand it up, and then I cut the skin off. That's it's standing oh, straight see. up. Yeah, you see what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. Uh huh. And then I cut it into four pieces around the shin of the pineapple because you don't want to eat the middle. Okay. The hard part, right? Because I think that's called the shin of the pineapple. Shin, <laughs> the pineapple. <laughs> and then so you have four, like two really large pieces and two smaller pieces. Okay. And then depending on what I'm doing, I'll either like slice it into cubes or if I'm doing like a pineapple fried rice, I cut it into smaller chunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I want that. Oh, it's good. I made it on the griddle this weekend. It was so good. I need that recipe. Okay. You're going to hear my stomach growling Um, any second. (laughs) But that's how I think a typical person cuts the Uh pepper. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. I mean, you should see what happens at my house every time I cut a pepper. I mean, he's like, that is not how you cut a pepper. how do you cut a... Because I think I taught Mel how to cut pepper. Yeah. Not like I do. So how do you cut it? Well, I cut the the stem off. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. How do you cut the stem off? I... 
put my knife in and I make a little circle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right? I know. I know it's wrong. Wait. I know so it is. then, then what? So then I rinse the seeds out and then I cut it around and slice it or chop it, whatever I'm doing. Okay. So you actually, you know what? I think you get more meat of the, <laughs> it's funny using the word meat, meat of the pepper than I do. Okay. So I cut the cap off. So uh. just like how I would cut the head of the pineapple off, oh, I like gotcha. cut the top off. Uh -huh. Then I take all the, the membranes and the seed mm -hmm. off, I right? And I rinse it out and then I start, I, I go to town. Okay. But I do waste that like little top part. Yeah. Um, which I guess you don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. So yeah. See. That's good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe mom was right. Yeah. You know, maybe you, you could tell Amelia my way works. So yeah, I stopped getting harassed. Yeah. Maybe you're being resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> this is not about pineapples and peppers today. Yeah. Really. No. 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 But it's a good introduction. It so is. we want to talk about. I see um, everybody smacking their head like. It's oh like, my, oh my gosh. Well, they're probably myself. thinking like, have, have I been doing this the wrong way? <laughs> So if you've been cutting peppers or pineapple Michelle's way, let us know. <laughs> I'm sure not. Those are the same people who are not putting chips in their sandwich. <laughs> I get it. I get it, people. <laughs> so the thing that I, I, I have made, I've been making this observation that when I go to the grocery store in the United States, the produce, number one, it looks abnormally large. It's mm -hmm. just huge. And yes. I know, like, as Americans, we're used to seeing that. But, like, when I compare the produce in Japan versus the United States, it's abnormally large mm -hmm. in a larger package. And it's not the right color. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think when you go to the farmer's market, it depends on what farmer's market you go to. Because I, right. I do think even at farmer's market, there are farmers who provide stuff to be sold at the grocery stores. So when you compare the produce, it does look kind of similar, but just slight bit better. Mm -hmm. But really, really good farmers, like, you know, like you can tell, you can tell like what they specialize in or what they really, really take care of. Like the ones who really take pride in what they do, their produce looks m m significantly better. Mm -hmm. Just in the way it's presented, just in the way it looks, it may look smaller. So I think people... Uh, don't buy from them because number one, it's a little bit more pricier price point and it looks a little smaller. Right. But I'd rather buy that better looking vegetable than what I see at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone into like the produce aisle, you picked up a pepper and then the skin just like, I don't know what the texture is. Right. It's like slippery. <laughs> I know what you mean. Do you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? I do. I do. It's like, I don't want to eat. And then you wash it underwater, right? But then the water just like deflects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't wash that stuff out because it's like, it's, it's like ingrained in the skin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> and that's why like I hate buying produce at like big grocery stores chain grocery stores right it's one of my least favorite things to do because i just feel like man like there it's just feels misleading like mm -hmm. you're trying to eat quote unquote healthy right mm -hmm. trying to put the good stuff in your body but if it's laden with chemicals not so much so right you know what i mean and then the the golden rule that i go by when i buy produce if i have to buy at a big grocery store if i have to eat the outer skin Mm -hmm. So like peppers, usually you eat the outer skin. Tomatoes, you eat the outer skin. 
um, or asparagus, you eat the whole thing. There's no peeling of the process. Whereas pineapple, you don't eat the outer skin. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Apple, you can choose to not eat the outer skin, but most people do. Right. Uh, So that's could go either way. If you have to eat the outer skin, I usually tend to go organic. Mm -hmm. Then I try to believe that. And if you make if you ever paid attention, the produce in the organic aisle usually are going bad by the time you go and grab them. <laughs> right. It's hard to find like good looking organic foods at a bigger grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just like, so it, this is a question that's been lingering in my head. It's like, why is it that in the United States, you can't buy, you almost can't buy good, good produce. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. quality produce. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really troublesome to me because you know, I think the difference is, you know, in Japan, like, f- and I think it's just the characteristics of a Japanese citizen. It's just ingrained in the culture. Whatever it is that you do for work, you take pride in it. Mm-hmm. So farmers take pride in their product. So, like, if you ever hear, like, A5 Wagyu, it's, like, the highest quality meat. You know how you tell, like, a good meat is, like, the marbling, right? So it's, like, these, like, little white dot patterns. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I, yeah, I can't. You, you don't like talking I, about I don't cows? Like, yeah. Moo. <laughs> 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 so, like, when I when I look at meat steak, right, uh-huh. I'm looking for good marbling. Okay. It's really hard to find <laughs> good marbling, marbled steak. I know you're, like, so excited talking about this. I know. Topic. I know. He And he's looking right at me to see it's my like, reaction yeah. as he oh talks about gosh, the marble. Yeah. Yeah, the marbles of, <laughs> marbles of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Not marbles in the meat. I'm talking about marbling oh. on the meat. <laughs> um, anyhow, <laughs> it's hard to find. And then you, do you ever notice if you go buy beef at the grocery store on the meat aisle? Mm-hmm. It's like it's red. You know, it doesn't look natural. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like somebody smeared blood all over it to yes. make it look that red. Yes, yes, yes. Or when it starts to turn the funky brown color. And it smells. Own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy smelly meats, guys. It's not it's never. <laughs> just in word of advice. It's never a good thing to buy smelly meats. Nobody likes smelly meats. I really did, though, when we used to go to the farmer's market regularly. I always felt everything just tasted better. It seemed better. I felt like a better mom that I was preparing better food just from getting those better products. It is there a big difference. I agree. So I did like a super quick research um this morning and i don't even want to call it a research i just say i typed something in google <laughs> he Let's googled i googled it's not a research and <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um but so i was like you know i just wonder like in general like how long does it take for food or produce to hit the stands okay so from the time it's picked Good to question. the stands yeah you know what i found out uh-oh speaking of apples uh-huh. right on average it takes a year before what? It <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On average, it takes your ear after the apple is picked to hit the stands. What? Think about that. Yeah, no wonder. So do you ever see they're in those like um in those little like they're kind of like egg carton kind of things mm-hmm. that they're in and then whenever you pick them up they're always bruised underneath. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, like you said before, we have apple trees in our yard that I don't eat from. Some people do. But, uh, you know, you see those apples and they're they're small or they're misshapen or whatever. And you go and you see these perfectly shaped apples in the grocery store. But then when you pick them up, they're all bruised underneath and mm-hmm. from sitting in there in those crates. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so apples in Japan, right? Like you go apple picking and it's fresh and then it's really nicely packaged. Like the packaging itself in Japan for the produce is so like it's an art form in itself like it has this protective layer for each apple and then you take that off and then you eat it oh pears and apples and it's usually very seasonally driven in mm. japan like that's how food should be right sure, like exactly certain shoes should only survive in certain climate right whereas in america accessibility becomes more key and important mm-hmm. um I think that's just a cultural issue. It's like like you can't get strawberries in Japan unless it's in season right. or you're going to pay a top price for it mm-hmm. because they have to like and Japan's tiny, like the entire country of Japan fits inside the size of Texas. So it's easy to uh, access that. Seafood is another thing like seafood. I'm a big seafood fan. I love seafood. When you go to uh, go to like a, a seafood restaurant in Japan, the menu changes daily depending on what they catch. That's how you know it's fresh. Right. You look at like grocery store sushi, who knows when they were caught? (laughs) Right. Are they really tuna when they say it's tuna or is it just some kind of red fish that they caught in Susquehanna River and called it tuna? Oh, jeez. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With three (laughs) eyes, not two. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. These are just questions that I have because it's like, and you know, like the American sushi, Americanized sushi of like dragon roll or like... uh, uh, fancy dancer roll or Godzilla roll or whatever they call it. They're not really not sushi, right? Basically, you're buying for the taste of the sauce, not the mm. taste of the fish. Like, I if you really think I, about I it. I don't do either. Oh, so you're not a I sushi person. No, yeah. I haven't been. I see a glimmer in his eye. He's like, oh, I yeah. could make you a sushi person. Let's get, let's, let's get some sushi together. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, sushi is supposed to be a piece of fish and, 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 a, and white rice and a wasabi in the middle. Okay. That's that's sushi. Not like this Americanized sauce. And I'm not saying that I don't eat that. Like sometimes I do go for the taste of the sauce, not the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, America's tough, right? Like most of the United States is inland, don't have an access to the water. So mm-hmm. then who knows how long, how old that fish is. Like because you probably freeze it. Right. And then you ship it over. Um, I don't know. It's just that. The quality, I think as consumers, we need to demand the quality of the produce and the items that we're getting to be better. Mm -hmm. Because I think just like anything else in the United States, money is the driving factor. Mm -hmm. So if they can, if the farmers can pump out produce at a cheaper cost and make the produce last long so then they don't have to waste what they're creating, Mm -hmm. then of course they're going to go that route. Right. But who suffers is the consumers who's choosing to eat that and thinking like, hey, I'm eating something healthy, yet really they're consuming a lot more chemicals that they probably is not safe for you. Right. Um, in return, then it defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is like, I think at some point there needs to come a point where like we take pride in our work and that becomes front and center over how much money you can make. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we have to be proud of the, pro- the the product that we're producing. 
And that can't be just like, oh, this is going to inflate my bank account. No, that's I, I don't think that's the right way to think. Right. And I want the next generation of kids who's listening to this, because most likely I'm going to sample this part. Right. <laughs> to understand that, like, money is great, but that's the bonus for the work that you produce. Mm-hmm. And you really feel like that about everything that you do. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. No doubt. Yep. Um. And it, it, it starts with basic things like what we consume. Like mm-hmm. we should be, it shouldn't be hard as a consumer to navigate through. This is good. This is bad. I shouldn't eat this. I should eat this. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like when I go to a grocery store in Japan, I know that I am getting good quality produce. Mm-hmm. Cucumbers in Japan taste so different than cucumbers grown in America. Wow. Okay. I am telling you, like <laughs> I love to eat cucumbers in Japan. I don't really like cucumbers in America. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Have you found anything close in America? Mm, no, not really. Okay. I mean, the the thing is, like, cucumbers in Japan are smaller, too. Okay. They're not, like, this over... Like, I've never seen the size of produce that gets put on the shelf mm-hmm. in America that I see in Japan. Right. Do you know what I mean? And the, and the thing is, so, like, the part of it is I started to understand this as I started to have my own garden the past few years. Like that, you know, I, I often use that miracle grow stuff. But mm. really, if you think about it, that's chemicals that mm-hmm. inflates the products to be bigger, right? right. Um, but then what do we sacrifice is the taste. Like, the massive zucchinis that people produce in the background, but the backyards. Mm-hmm probably lack nutrients once they get too big yeah you can't really do a whole lot with them yeah yeah but it'll become smaller and and if you think about it right like we eat vegetables because we think it's healthy because it packs nutrients Mm -hmm. but if it's not packing nutrients because it's overly grown and it's grown too quickly and it's fed by chemicals and there's a lot more negative that comes with it then what are we eating vegetables for Mm mm-hmm do you right. see what I'm saying? That's yep. the question that I want to pose is like we want to be thinking about these things because if we're doing something that we think is good for us, but the product that we're consuming is not being taken care of in the way that it's supposed to mm-hmm. and it doesn't carry the health benefits that it's supposed to, then we're back to ground zero. Right. This sounds so much like the fitness conversations we've had too, mm. doing, you know, fitness or, you know, diets that really aren't, it, it seems healthy. Yes. Overdoing uh, it, but it's not. Like rice. So like Japan, because Japanese people love rice. Like mm-hmm. white rice is like my favorite. But I can never find the quality of white rice that that I'm able to purchase in Japan in the United States. Okay. Like seriously, there's, you know, like. So the the equivalent of this I can think of is like, you know, the alcoholic beverage centers, adult beverage centers, right? Mm-hmm. There's rice centers okay. where they, you go and pick which kind of rice that you want. And they really like go from brown rice from there to white rice. So because brown rice is basically that extra layer on the rice. Okay. There's a process that makes it go from brown rice to white rice. Okay. I did not and, know that. And then they clean it for you. So then when you look at the grain of rice, like a really good quality grain of rice, it's shiny. Mm. It's not like dark in color and gross, but it's really shiny. And you can tell like 
like the the rice farmers in Japan, right? They really take great care of it to a point. Like they're so proud of each grain. Wow. I think it's hard to find somebody like that. I mean, sh- I'm sure there are a lot of local farmers who are like that, but it's hard to find people who have a similar attitude towards the products that they produce. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. That's where um, where I'm a little bit troubled. Like, if you ever, you know, if you like, if you like social media, there's a lot of like bloggers, food bloggers who traveled around the world to eat. Um, eat food basically, mm-hmm. which I love to do that. I right, think that's right. fun. <laughs> but the quality of the stuff that you find in the convenience store in Japan mm-hmm. is far better than some of the restaurant food that's served in the United States. Wow. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like seriously, you go and, and you go to the grocery stores in Japan and you pick up something, you're like, wow, like this tastes so good. Mm-hmm. And and it's like how come they can do that at a, a grocery store when we can't even have the same quality stuff at local restaurant. chain restaurants? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I understand the money thing. Like, I, I guess like money helps you get things that you want or get further in life in one way or another. But mm-hmm. like, why can't we take more pride in what we do? Right. And I, I think it's that, um, you know, as consumers, we want everything fast, we want everything easy, we want it quick, and we want to, you know, we want to feel like we're being healthy and just, you know, but the ease of it. So mm. that's where it comes from. So so as consumers, we're creating that demand, like, this is what we want, this is what we want to pay for. So then that's, of course, what, you know, the people who are providing the food are then producing. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to st- go a step further to say, like, a lot of the health issues that we face currently mm-hmm. that's related to obesity, that's related to, you know, weight gain. And I'm not fat shaming people. I'm just saying mm-hmm. as a country, sure. we have grown bigger. Oh, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And because we have grown bigger, there have come a, a, a list of health issues that has become a bigger threat to us as a, in, as, as a society. Sure. But it kind of gets swept under the rug mm-hmm. because, you know, the agriculture and the people who make this stuff, they don't want you to know that. They mm-hmm. don't want because they know they probably do know that they're a part of the cause. Mm-hmm. Right. So like when the issues of cigarette came and the, 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 the people fought, said like this is really not healthy for us. It's basically the same thing with food, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit more sensitive because food is essential to our bodies, whereas mm-hmm. cigarettes not. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like we can't survive without eating food. We can easily survive without tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, so as consumers, we need to demand more, demand better. Um, but I just wish that the companies will take more pride in producing quality food, quality ingredients that's accessible and that's easy to navigate through. That's the part that's mm-hmm. missing is as the consumers, it's really, really hard to know what is good and what's not because every word gets overused. Like, you know, that. so this is a day after um, where I posted on Instagram organic croutons, right? And then I <laughs> <Right>. f- followed <laughs> up with a just a disclaimer. I'm not eating this because it's quote unquote organic. Like I fully know that croutons don't grow on the ground or the tree. <laughs> like, 
So that's what I mean. It's like the word organic gets overused and it's a marketing strategy to try to pull in the people who are trying to be a little bit more health conscious. Right. It's not helpful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. a marketing scheme. It's not really trying to help the consumers. Same thing with any other uh, terminologies that gets thrown around in the health world, mm -hmm. you know, like gluten free, you know, yes. keto, f keto friendly, like that just like. For most people think, oh, this must be healthy or organic chocolate cookies. <laughs> you know, it's like chocolate cookies are chocolate cookies. <laughs> right, right. I don't care how many of them you eat. They're still chocolate cookies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you brought up a good point there, too, though. You know, with um, all of the health issues that we have, doctors are recommending so many diets or this is what you want to look for to try to make this better. And I think that in itself, too is confusing and then they capitalize on that okay so we're seeing more type 2 diabetes so let's you know market toward that trend and which is getting people farther and farther away from that the organic the the healthy food because it's easy to pick up well i still want to eat cookies but i i have type 2 diabetes so i'm going to buy these rather than you know just a healthier diet in general you know eat more vegetables eat you know lean protein, things like that, uh, you know, so so the market is expanding in that way. Also, catering to all of these health issues to make it quick and easy also, which isn't really helping. It's just enabling. You know, I, um, I know this is like a touchy subject, but I'm going to mention it because I do think this sometimes is I'm all for the COVID vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know, that, I think that's important. But to me, like, Mandate, mandating it seems a little excessive mm -hmm. because at the same time I think to myself so like if you if a government can do that mm -hmm. why can't we mandate people to do things like eat healthier options or why can't the government have a little bit more grasp on what we see at the grocery stores mm -hmm. because to me you know you're just putting the bandage on the issue right like vaccine sure like it's, it's going to help with the COVID-19 situation I understand that completely mm -hmm. But like, let's really look at like what's killing the society. Like, why can't we get a grasp or hold on this obesity issue that we're facing in the United States? Right. Why can't we be a little bit more aggressive in our approach as a country to try to navigate through that? If it's if it's if if it's like that and a flip of a switch, and I understand that it's an emergency situation mm -hmm. that that they feel like they need to do that. But why can't we take people's health as seriously as we're taking this virus? Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you know, this is not a, you know, a one side, another side kind of conversation. It's just sure. a thought as a health professional in this field, we should be taking a similar approach. Mm -hmm. um, and then and I understand we'll run into similar kind of barriers, like my life, my choice kind of deal. Like, I I get that. But we should all driven to want to eliminate these health issues that we're facing as a society and part of that is we need to demand better quality food mm -hmm. and, and for it to be easier to navigate through yes because right now it's way too complicated mm -hmm. it is yeah and it's very marketing driven and it shouldn't be mm -hmm. i want to know black and white i want to know is this is this produce produce that i'm seeing was it handled with care mm -hmm. was it handled with love was the farmer who put this in front of me are they proud of their work? Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Even if I have to pay extra money to get that, I'd rather get that than here's three for five product <laughs> yes. that was just <laughs> hand mis mishandled. Yes. But it's there. It's big. Mm -hmm. And here it is. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But, and it lacks nutrients. It's not really helpful for you. It might look like a pepper, but it really is like um, a skeleton pepper. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? With the lacks, everything that you really need out of a pepper is not there. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. Yeah. So... I mean, it's, it's, it was a pretty in-depth conversation. It was, and I didn't think I'd have much to say, but I did. You always do, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. You I can keep do. talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was smiling while you were talking because you said, I want to know it's handled with love. So I imagined a farmer with a cart full of peppers talking to them. <laughs> but you know, like, don't you think, like, so like when you say that, right, like I can't imagine like a, a farmer in America, uh, at least that I'm not, not, not nobody that I know mm-hmm. doing that. But mm-hmm. like in Japan, I see that like, and as a kid, I saw rice farmers literally out in the field and this was their family business. Mm-hmm. They weren't the richest in town. They were just an average folk, you mm-hmm. know, just taking care of their rice every day. They the difference was they took pride in what they did. Right. And if they didn't if it didn't live up to their standard, like they wouldn't have produced it. Mm-hmm. And then it was perfected and crafted throughout the generations of the family members doing that over and over and over. And that's the lost lost art right. in terms of the food that we consume mm-hmm. that's that's in the United States. Like it's not handled with the same kind of care. Right. Big industry comes in and says, especially because that is a struggling thing where they there's not a lot of money. So a big industry comes in and offers you the opportunity to expand your business and do it quicker, faster, better, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Or you can ship to us and, and then we'll do you know yeah and, and you know like i've so this is an area where i've done like a little bit of dive into it i don't want to call it research because i think that's false because if, if you say research you're writing research papers right <laughs> like you're looking at actual articles but i've kind of looked into a few areas and i think the farmer's argument like if you're in the farm industry is going to be like well if you do it the right way we just don't get paid enough mm-hmm. so then that system needs to change right like right. i'd rather like have a system where they reward the farmers who are doing the right thing rather mm-hmm. than farmers who's producing more and more. Like that shouldn't be the way. Right. It should be like quality work. And, and, and no matter what industry it is, quality work should get rewarded over people who can produce mass with incompetency mm-hmm. and errors and mistakes right. and not good product. Because that's how it's going to trickle down to us as consumers that like we either get quality food or skeletal food, skeleton food. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading this book right now, and there's a quote that's in there that says, in terms of proteins, so like beef, chicken, fish, it's not necessary you are what you eat. It's you are what you eat ate. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So if the cows are fed with candies, which, by the way, is a common practice in yeah, oh, in, in the agriculture is, you know, you'd like to think like, oh, cows are living in this pasture is eating grass. No, no, no. Right. Most of the the, um, the the meat that you buy at the grocery store, they grow up eating candy canes and candy corn and all that. So imagine that's what they consume mm-hmm. and that's what the, you're consuming. There's not a lot of nutrients. Right. And you probably will, if you imagine eating candy all day, every day, <laughs> you'd probably get sick. Yeah. So that's what you're consuming. Right. So if you needed to kind of shift, change your mind or like shift your mindset on like, why is this big topic? Mm -hmm. Think about it in that term. Right. You know what I mean? Like if we have an unhealthy diet, you know, 
and then somebody decides to be a carnivore and eat us, like they won't get a lot of nutrients out of <laughs> us. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and if you had an unhealthy diet, our body breaks down because it's not meeting the need of the body. Mm-hmm. Same applies for the animals that we consume. So if their animals are not fed the right way, and there is different, and then I, I learned a ton in regards to this, the terminology and the wording. The best kind of protein that you want to get is grass-fed, grass-finished in terms of cows. Because there's grass-fed grain-finished, which means they were fed, you know, they were eating and living on the pasture for a while. But to fatten them up, they were finished with consuming grains. Okay. And the worst kind is like the ones that you buy at the grocery store, which you can just basically assume that they're fed candy. Mm -hmm. So something to think about. Right. And always trust your eyes and ears and nose. I mean, like, we have these five senses for a reason. So if it looks funky, it probably is funky. Right, exactly. And if it smells funny, uh-huh. you probably shouldn't eat it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's just leave it on. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.